You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adam This is Murps. Hello. Um, we got stuff to talk about this week. Uh, if you guys are completely tired of this meta, and if you need a new meta, great. New cars will be Yeah, it's coming at some point. Now... If you're looking for uh, maybe not power creep, oh no 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 no, we're 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 looking at some pretty good cards here. You know, like we are looking at some pretty good cards, but I take okay. You know, first of all, the expansion is called Festival of Legends. It is going to be music themed, uh, specifically probably more rock themed uh, from uh, etc. Uh, and um it's gonna like it looks pretty cool they're really going all in on this like music and band and like uh you know guitars and and stuff uh including all the people that make up a tour like you have like sound engineers like uh i don't know um there's a there's a priest location that's called fan club (laughs) like all, all, all this stuff is coming so the theme is pretty cool um in terms of the power creep though the main power creep that's happening is all on the class card side. The neutral cards haven't been that, you know, eyebrow raising. They've been they've been in line with what you'd expect from uh from a new or kind of like set. Um, so uh, I I think the the power creep concerns if you've been hearing about them are are very much like oh yeah these class cards are going to be insane which they need to be because you need to like do stuff with classes and they need to compete with prior cards like once you release caverns and um and uh bloodseeker you can't go back you got to release other cards that'll compete with caverns and bloodseeker yeah so um how much are we talking about the cards today? Are we just talking about themes and that stuff that we typically We'll talk do? about themes, but they only, so they only revealed like 30-something cards, and of them, maybe like 20, probably less, maybe 15 are not legendary. And uh, they generally are only revealed in order to show a theme, so I feel like we'll just end up talking about it. But let's jump in with, uh, with the, the big mechanic, right? The big mechanic that is coming in with the new set is Finale. Like... In a show, you, like, play some songs that are nice, and then you end with a big finale, right? And um, they're trying to capture this mood by having this extra condition of the card that triggers if you use up all your mana on that turn. Yep. So you don't even have to play any other cards. You just have to, like, finish off using all your mana. Uh, One, this means you do have to use all your mana, so it could actually be a bit difficult to do it on turn 10 and above if you don't have a lot of cards. Um, and two, you can only use one finale per turn because the other cards wouldn't be the one that actually finishes off your, uh, your turn. But it also means that thematically speaking, if you have a finale card that's like four mana, you could play it on ter- when you have four mana, like on turn four. And that's the finale. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that's the, the ability. Yep. Uh, so... It's interesting just because my immediate thought is like, ooh, like a good redemption opportunity for Demon Hunters now. Because <laughs> it, 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 it's just interesting because uh, you have all these classes um, that have too many hero power. So, you know, if something is like Finale 4, it's like, okay, I can either trigger it turn 4 uh, or turn 6 easily. Right, I can trigger it turn six easily. Once I reach turn seven, like three mana cards are pretty common-ish, right? So you know you shouldn't have that much trouble. Um, and but it's really just kind of the, the the one-offs, right? It's like on turn five, it's really hard for me to trigger it unless I have that hero power. Um, it's it's just interesting because you do have this one class with a one mana hero power and the others are, are two mana. Um, but also I'm thinking like, man, one mana cards uh, are suddenly just more useful, right? You have this and you just get extra bang for your buck by having this additional mana flexibility. Um, if you have a, a two mana hero power and a one mana card, like let's say you have a mistake in your hand, right? You're like, ooh, like this... Uh, this card just will have extra value. Like I'm using it almost like a coin or a token or just something that it will help me do this thing that I couldn't do. That's pretty cool. I like that. 
Now, as for yeah. the effects, they're really freaking powerful. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not that powerful. They're 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 effects, right? They're like the same as you would see like a normal ability on a normal card, right? Like they're they're what's an ability? Um I don't know if more more has been revealed, but I'm I'm looking at the two that were revealed on day one. Uh one is the priest card, which uh is a two mana, choose a minion, add a copy of it to your hand. So it copies a minion onto your hand. That's a pretty normal card. That would be not be a good card at all if uh if if that were just the card. It would be a very bad card. And finale, give both plus one plus two. That's plus one plus two on the board and plus one plus two to this minion that you copied in your hand. And all of a sudden you're getting some extra value there. It's not even that much extra value though. Like the uh, the uh, probably the easier to to kind of mentally judge how much Blizzard is going to value this finale mechanic is a Ghostwriter. This also goes into my next theme that's that's happening here that we already know. Uh, Ghostwriter is a five mana four four undead battlecry. Discover a spell. Now also lore wise, I'm sorry I have to mention this. This is a dead ec- eccentric scribe. It's like the same art. It's just dead. Oh, Did really? you notice that? Go go no, check go this check is the up. eccentric scribe, but dead, and he like loses two attack because he's dead. Uh, well, uh, see, I don't know if his lost attack is because he's dead, or you'll notice he doesn't have his like little magical books anymore, right? Because you know his death rattle is yeah, his his, his magical gone, books yeah. like are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing maybe it's because like he doesn't have his magical books. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I did not know that was the same as the extension scribe. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> Ghost Rider is a five mana four four. Discover a spell. Usually, discover a spell comes at the cost uh, for for a neutral card, right? Something like discover a spell would come at the cost of like two stats, like maybe a little less than two stats. Here, it's coming at the cost of like three and some stats, right? And so, if it were just 5 mana 4 4 discover a spell, that would not actually be a good card. Like, if you think about the mage a card that's in the meta right now, um, Conjurer, that's a 5 mana 6 4 that discovers a spell. That's two whole more stats. Like, yeah, it's a mage card and not a neutral, but that's kind of what you expect. And Conjurer is not even, like, a new card or anything, right? Like, this has been around for, like, over a year at this point. So this is... Conjurer's power level is not even the most up-to-date levels of power creep. It's, like, one cycle behind of power creep. So Ghost Rider's finale really has to make up for that two extra stats that they lost, plus we're just kind of in a... what's supposedly a, a bigger power creep area now. And this is what I mean by neutral cards are not really being power creeped at all. If anything, they're being reined in. Because Ghost Rider's finale is just discover another spell. So rather than discover one spell, you're discovering two spells. So you're losing two more attack. And remember, Conjurer is not like the best card in the world. Like Conjurer is, I don't know, like not in the top 10 mage cards, definitely, uh, in this meta. Like maybe in the next 10. Like it's just a good card. It's not like a super duper special card. Um... And, uh, and Ghost Rider is kind of like that. Um, I mean, you'd rather have another Discover, uh, discover spell uh, rather than two stats. But here, it has to be Finale. It is a conditional, right? You're not going to be able to get it all the time. And you're not playing this card unless you play it as a Finale. Because that extra Discover a spell is such a big part, right? Like, you're, you're losing too much uh, from, from not doing it. That you would only do it if you were, like, super desperate. Right, like you need to like find something now and play it this turn, or uh, you top decked it. You have no cards left in your hand. You're never going to be able to like actually pull off the finale. Uh, but either way, that's that's not a free spell. This is this is not a five mana four four that discovers two spells. There's a finale attached to it, like almost as a penalty. Um, and on top of that, discovering your second spell is just not as good as discovering your first spell. Just like drawing your second card is not as much, worth as much as drawing your first card, right? Just because you have now more cards that will take you longer before you can play them out. Whereas you discover one card, you can play it out this turn or the next turn or whatever. Um, it's also why, like, Sprint, even though it gets you a, a large number of cards, they have to reduce the mana so much. Because they started realizing that your fifth card or your fourth card are just not anywhere near as good as your first or second card. 
It actually like goes down quite significantly. So, Ghost Rider is kind of an okay card. Kind of. Like it's it, it's a, a power wise Ghost Rider is kind of an okay card. Like it's a weird thing to say about a card that looks so blatantly overpowered because it is discovering spells and discovering spells is just kind of ridiculous and this does it twice. But you can only start playing it on turn five. It's conditional after turn five that you may not even get to play it when you want to play it or you may have to do other awkward things in order to play it. And you're detempoing yourself by like minus two, minus two in order to do this. Like you're actually getting penalized for discovering two spells. Um, there's a, so many conditionals and the, the final effect is not like super amazing either. Like this is like a balanced spell discovery card. This is not Scorpid. This is not um, Vizier. This is more like Panda. This isn't even as good as Panda. Like, I'll come out and say right now, I don't think this is going to be as good as Panda. Like, Panda is still one of the top neutral cards. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, that's not... meta. Yeah. But what I'm saying is we're not power creeping here with cards like Ghost Rider. And I'll throw one more thing out there. Not just... Uh, it's not a finale card, but there's also another card um, coming out. Why am I forgetting the name? It's a two-drop that is a 1-3 and has a battle card. This is Discover a Spell. Neutral, common... Um, like that's coming. That's basically the two drop version of a panda. Remember, panda used to be that. Panda used to be two mana, two uh, one three. Uh, Battlecry discover a spell that that didn't start in your deck. This one's just discover a spell, but it's basically an old school panda. And an old school panda was kind of balanced. Like it wasn't one of the top cards when it was a two mana one three discover a spell. Uh, one of the top neutral cards. Only when it got boosted to a three mana card and it became more acceptable as a three drop, uh, even if it's not a good three drop, did it become uh, did it become like one of the problematic cards or like on the line, right? Of problematic or not problematic when it comes to power level. And then when you go even higher from that, when you look at Scorpid, which is a actual full on curve, if not over curve. Uh, three drop that also discovers a spell. Now you have actual overpowered, problematic, should not be in the game, uh, unnerfed, uh, kind of neutral. So on this scale, that two drop and this Ghost Rider is below that line of just raw power being unacceptable and neutral. Like this is not power creep. This is the opposite. This is Blizzard seeing an opportunity to power creep or even to match existing power levels from over a year ago and saying no on the neutral side we're not making vizier 2.0 we're not making scorpid 2.0 we're, we're actually taking a little bit of a step back we want this discover mechanic like we really like discovering spells um but we're not going to push it and in fact we are going to pull it back a little so this is really when whenever we talk about any sort of potential power creep I agree that individually the cars themselves seem to be okay, right? You can take everything individually and uh, it's okay. The problem is you kind of get to, you know, you look at all the cars in totality and you're like, wait a second. They're it's like they really do seem to be leaning into Discover. Mm -hmm. If you look it's at... Hard. Hard. If you look at the rarity of some of these cards as well... It's very worrisome. Um, yes. Comments. Uh, should we talk about paparazzi right now? Like yeah, that's we'll talk one. About yeah, I, I think we should talk about that. Um, okay, uh, so I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, I believe it's a three mana three four common neutral, right? Uh, I don't have it in front of me either. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it right now. It is a 3-mana, yep. 3-4 common, common neutral. neutral. Battlecry, mm -hmm. discover a legendary minion. This is the type of card in which if you look at the average power level, remember, average power level, um, first of all, you're playing a spider tank. Actually, not even, like, you know, that mech tag has become just more and more and more useful right mm -hmm. oh yeah there's a lot of mechs coming in here because they're creating music which has a lot of mechs yeah so um 
if you just look at that, it's okay. It's okay. But the real problem comes from the fact that, man, this swing is something that even once they play it, like once they play um, like the card, you, you can just be like, well, I should expect a legendary. Well, I don't know. What are you, what are you expecting? Right? Like what the hell are you expecting? Um, you don't know if it's like a big legendary, a small legendary. They're all pretty damn good at this point. Is it going to be an RBO kind of a bomb? Maybe you should expect that. But all of them sort of do different things as well. Like some are giant swings, some are just giant stat sticks, some taunt, some don't, some destroy everything. I, 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 I don't know. Um, this really sucks. Like, it, it just really, really sucks. I, I don't know the constructed implications of it, but this is a card that will absolutely have a huge effect on the arena meta because you're going to draft it. The downside, and yes, there's obviously a downside to a 3-mana three 3-4 three, these days, but it's not big enough, right? They didn't make it like a 3-mana three 3-3. Three, three. The downside isn't big enough such that you're just like, oh, I'm giving up like something huge here. And mm -hmm. the upside is because you get to discover, the worst is you get like a decent card, right? You know, uh, and there's a lot of high rolls now there's so many high rolls but this is just one of the problems so when we talk about power creep a lot of it has to do with like okay so you have a lot of discovers in your deck now from what they printed recently in terms of all of those discovers right if you play mage these days you know all the discovers that are possible now you have paparazzi um mm -hmm. and you have uh you know like the new scribe uh, this is so I look yeah. at Paparazzi, and I think that's going to be a pre-banned card. And if it's not a pre-banned card, so? it's going to be banned very quickly. Because it's just... It's, Wait, you actually think I mean, they're going to ban it? I think they are, when it comes to... Because it's just a common card that... Dis or, okay, if they don't ban it, they'll nerf it to the point that it's like an epic or probably a legendary level. Okay, okay. You because think, it, how, how long so do you think that would... See, this is interesting. I'm always a per I'm usually the person who thinks... Or I, this might be the first example where you think something is going to get banned, yeah. and I don't. I'm yeah, usually the, I, the person who thinks things would get banned. I think it's going to get banned because it's breaking even more. It's not just Discover, right? If it said, like, Discover a spell, then no, I don't think it's going to get banned. In fact, I think they've shown that they will actually just keep it in the meta. But when it's Discover a Legendary Minion, I think they want Legendaries to still feel special. Like, I think that's part of the arena where legendaries are supposed to feel special, where you're not supposed to put as many legendaries in your deck as you want. And a common neutral, especially a common neutral with a boosted offering rate, which all the new cards are going to have, um, I think that's going to break it. Like, I think it's just not going to feel good for really anybody. So, I don't know if they're going to... Like, I, I think they may nerf it as of... And it's going to have an insane win rate, right? Like you said. Because uh, it's just like an insane card. So, I think they're going to nerf the offering rate very quickly. And if they don't nerf it very quickly, or even pre-nerf it, then they're going to nerf it in whenever they do the first class adjustment update, like two weeks in or whenever. It's just, it's so outrageous that the effects are going to be so noticeable and so bad. It's, it's also legendary minions. It's not even like spells, right? Spells are at least class. They're flavorful. Legendary minions are not flavorful. They're just random. And especially, depending on what decks are, uh, what, what sets are in, right? Um, like, I could see them keep it in if the, the sets are uh, like a, a mostly wild uh, kind of rotation. That would also newer. be very dangerous. Because then, you know, we're, we're really... Um... A lot of these cards, you know, like the difference in power levels, are going to be yeah, going yeah. To be but that's that's, yeah. A, that's the old problem, right? Um, but in a meta like that, then this just becomes another super powerful, uh, you know, new card, similar to probably other super powerful new cards that exist. And the uh, the bad old legendaries diluting the pool are going to like do a number on uh, on this. Um, it's still going to be really good. I, I still think they're going to reduce the offering rate from it, but they might not. Uh, if it's a mostly standard meta, then I think we're... They're, I, I am more than 75% confident that they're going to nerf it to be an epic, if not lower. 
Um, okay. All right. But yeah, but that would be the example where, like, it, it, compare that to the other two cards we were talking about, right? Compare that to, um, uh, uh, I keep getting, to Ghost Rider and what's the what's the two mana card? I just don't have the name of that card. It's two mana one three. Hipster, that's right. Thank you, chat. Uh, hipster and Ghost Rider is kind of in its own category where they're taking a step back with the Discover spell. And Paparazzi is on the full other side, right? Like, Paparazzi is Scorpid. And they're printing it, and it's even less flavorful than Scorpid. Um, so we'll see. No, it's true. Um, Everybody discovering and tossing out uh, RBOs, that's yeah. not a good, or sorry, that's a significantly worse arena experience uh, from the player's perspective and the devs' perspective than mages getting box or rune. Yeah. Uh, sh- yeah, right? Like shamans getting lightning storm or like, um, you know, uh, like devolve or, or well, you know, one of their like evolution spells. At yeah. least those are kind of flavorful and whatever bombs there are, it's like, well, okay, th- this is the class bomb. Not yes. the RBO bomb. Like this is a mage killing you by being a mage. Paparazzi, yes. is, like even if they got it from the Scorpid, Paparazzi is just going to be the the big you know the Yaseras and the whatever like just dominating. It's no one's gonna like it because your 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 percentage of it happening, especially if it's in a mostly standard or fully standard meta, the percentage of it you know you getting a busted legendary is so high. It's so so high that it's almost like a guaranteed. So then you're just, and it's it's a boosted common card. You can get like two of these per run, both of you, both you and your opponent. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's going to come to a level where they just know that that they just see that they have to at least lower down the offering rate, if not completely get rid of this card. Um, but yeah, but discover spells is up, and also I'll I'll say one more uh, thing about the discover spells. The old discover spells cards may just all be out because um, remember the core rotation is changing. Like, I don't know if Panda's going to still be around. Right. Um, and uh, Scorpid, depending on what sets are in the next uh, are in the next one, m- may very well be out. I think it's likely to be out. And uh, N- Vizier may or may not be out, right? That's in the, that's in the latest set. Um, so you're looking at this and you're like, oh, if you add all three of these common neutrals into the current meta, what the hell? Well... You may not have any of the three offenders in the current meta still in the meta when uh, when Festivals of Legends uh, meta comes out. So True. these may be just the replacements. True. Um, yeah. So you know, th- this is also a reason why, if anybody is saying like, "Oh, this will break the meta meta or whatever," it's like we don't know what the meta is. I, I have no idea. Now, um, I certainly don't. I mean, like Paparazzi that. will break any meta. Yeah, it'll break. If you don't change its offering rates. Uh, but I, I actually don't. Man, I'm so surprised. You think I really do not think they are going to change it for quite a while if they do. Really? Yes, I, I do think not it's think so. So powerful that it'll be like this is off the charts level of power level compared to even Scorpid, and Scorpid's already in the point where you're like, oh, it's really weird that they didn't, like, you know, nerf this one. No, I I just think the devs are okay with Arena being a skillful tavern brawl. I think they just are. Which, you know, this is... Well, what... but that, but paparazzi, but having a neutral card going that high is not just, like, a tavern brawl issue. It's not just a skill issue. It's a what are we even doing here like kind of issue well it's not a what are we doing here it's like oh we're we're pushing arena uh, slightly closer to a tavern brawl experience right slightly when it's a common neutral boosted offering rate card that's generating neutral broken cards on a consistent basis no one's going to like it this is not a, like, if this is a Tavern Brawl experience, it'll be a Tavern Brawl experience people may like for one week, like how Tavern Brawls are. And, and no one even likes Tavern Brawl for a week. They like Tavern Brawl for a couple days, and then they wait the week out. Um, like, that's the experience it'll be. And 
if the devs don't recognize it, they'll start getting the feedback within a week, and then they'll be able to move on it with when by the time the the two week or whenever the actual class adjustment uh, hits. This is it's such a problematic card that I'm kind of like not scared of it except for the opening and the opening by the way the when this set initially launches and i think this will be true with pretty much every set that initially launches from from not just from here on out but from uh just it's been like this forever it's always terrible like the first week is always terrible it's been like this for i don't know four years five years six years um so i don't really care or count that first one or two week meta because it's always terrible and there's nothing they can do about it. They have to like react afterwards. They can make it slightly more playable, right? They could pre-ban some cards or whatever, but their actual adjustments and which class comes out on top, they really don't have good guesses on that. And neither do do we. And like you have to have like a real obvious case, like the Death Knights, right? Where Death Knight is standard, everything else is wild. Where you're like, okay, well, Death Knights are probably gonna be really problematic. Um, but for a normal launch. You're, you're not going to have that problem. Although, I guess if it's a wild rotation, you're just going to have the Death Knight problem again. Um, but now they know which cards to nerf, and there's already a card that's banned. Uh, uh, so, like, from, from Death Knights. So maybe it won't be as bad coming in. But anyway. Um, let's let's talk about another card. Uh, someone was trying to, and chat was bringing it up, and I realized we skipped it uh, for, uh, for the finale. Um, we have uh, two more finale cards that were revealed after after the initial reveal date and so let's let's talk about them uh, a little here too because finale is a that's the that's the the main keyword right and these are these are interesting cards so one of them is a four drop it's candle razor four mana three three divine shield um and it is a um god why am i blanking on it what's the four mana three three divine shield from, like, uh, Silver Moon Guardian? Silver Moon Guardian, that's right. Yeah. It's a Silver Moon Guardian if you just play it, right? Like, without the finale. Well, which was a you... shit card, like, eight years ago. And, <laughs> yes. and, and now it is, uh, you know. It's like a card that's, like, kind of almost as good as a 4-mana 3-5, which is terrible back then. So, but on the bright side for this card, the finale is give adjacent minions Divine Shield. So that's possibly two extra Divine Shields. And as a four drop, this would trigger. So if you have something on board on turn three, this becomes like a legit four drop. Like a, that also gives you one of your things a Divine Shield. So this becomes like a neutral buffed up Argent Protector. Because remember Argent Protector now is a, a three two, give a friendly minion Divine Shield. So on curve, this is now Argent Protector-ish, which is really good. Later on, it can give up to two Divine Shields, but you also have some kind of mana problems where you do have to use this like as a finale. So Now, the thing is, the it, more mana you have, the more stuff you can play and then just give them Divine Shield, right? Like, you know, yes. we're talking about what Divine Shield playing? with initiative, but yes. yeah, like, you could also just get Divine Shields on them with no initiative. That's fine, too. Yes, but the passive Divine Shield is not... It's not as, as valuable. Good, yeah, especially true. when it's not a curve card anymore at that point, right? Like a 3-3 sure. three, three Divine Shield is much better on curve than off curve. Um, so uh, overall, like, is this a really powerful neutral card? Yeah. Is this pushing any real, like, uh, power level boundaries? Like, this is... I, I haven't done the math on it, but I don't think this is going to come out to be an A-tier card. So I think what it really speaks to is not really the, the power level of this by itself but really the amount and power of comeback mechanisms that are in this game so you you or your opponent getting this off that's a nice swing and everything but from the metas that have been created there are just so many comeback mechanisms now right yeah. such that yeah. in in years past you getting this off uh you know you getting off one divine shield even but especially if you get off two Divine Shields, GG, it's over. Like, that, suddenly we're talking about Deathwing on their end, right? It's like, oh, are they going to Deathwing? Are they going to Twisting Nether? That's it. And now they're just, you're just like, okay, they can do one of a hundred things of pretty normal meta things and come back. 
not even just incrementally, just sort of like come back in two turns, right, um, to swing the board. So it, it really speaks to um, the, the amount and power of those sorts of cards that are in the meta. But, it, it, you know, that's not to say that this is not a swing in and of itself. And, you know, yeah. you that's what you want to do. You want to just keep trying to create these swings. It's Argent Protector, right? Like in a classic, if you Argent Protector on two, so many times, like I would say like 90% of the time, the game's just over. Yeah. If your opponent Argent Protectors of like successfully coin. Coin you know, Raptor. Uh, Raptor. Argent into, yep. It's over. Um, and, uh, and that was a 2 2 for Argent Protector. Uh, so the, those days are gone, right? You Candle Razor onto a three drop and you get a good trade on it. Game's not over at all. Game's not even close to over. Game's about the same as if you've like just played. Um, ah, I'm I'm terrible with cards. Even these like very popular cards. Uh, the three four frenzy that gets the divine shield. Oh, uh, Sunwell. Yeah. So it's like almost as if you just played a Sunwell on three. Like the effect is so similar. Like if you played a. a no, I, I understand what you mean, and, and I think those of you out there have experienced it where a Sunwell is dropped. Super awkward. The Sunwell is going to get, like, the Sunwell is going to trade, kill kill something, and, and leave behind a Scarred Crusader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's super value. That's, like, super value. And you didn't even need anything on the board. That's the power of yeah. Sunwell, right? Um, and, and it's super annoying, and, you know, you, you try to figure everything out, but you never look at the Sunwell and you're just like, well, this beat or, or sorry, if a single Sunwell has beaten you, your deck just sucks. I'm sorry, you were yeah. destined. You were destined for like two two wins. You weren't going anywhere. Um, this is a meta in which if Sunwell gets that value, okay, you should be able to come back, right? If something like that, if if a swing like that happens to you, especially on turn three, in which that's a gigantic swing on turn three, that's enormous. Mm-hmm. Like your three drop gets eaten, uh, or you know your early I mean, that play would be gets eaten. that would yeah. be a turn four swing though. Because you can't attack until turn Yes. Um, but, like, uh, any sort of early swing like that these days, I, I think you guys know. Um, if it happens on your side or the other side, you're like, all right, this is just the beginning of the game. Like, cool. Like, now now it's time to for the real game to begin. Um, it's going to be the case with, with this as well. well. Once again, we don't know what the meta is. We, don't, we have no mm-hmm. idea. Maybe they are like, hey, core is just... G- <laughs> The theme for core is attack of the yetis, and it's just going to be different. You know how for like the the, the piranha fish, they have different colors. It's just going to be yeah. different colored yetis. It's like purple yeti up against light blue yeti up against like rainbow yeti. It's all yetis, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that, those are the comparisons that you draw with candle razor. Like it's not really a card to be worried about, but it is going to be a good card. You're going to draft it a lot. Or sorry, I mean like. Yeah, by here's the thing I, I can't tell people not to worry about it because it's going to be very powerful it's just well you should worry about every card your opponent puts in their deck in because <laughs> they're all ridiculous right they, like, they're you yeah judge it by the old standards but this one's not more ridiculous even for a neutral than what we've come to expect i agree like, with that i agree like think about the swings that it generates it's just it's, it's not like that fearsome unless you've really set it up Compared to some of the like no nonsense stuff that we had, like a card like Silver Moon. Um, speaking of Silver Moon, uh, the the new one that that uh, the two five taunt uh, Silver Moon armor, I think, um, or is a protector. It's uh, it's the two five taunt and it gets plus two plus two and divine shield after you mana thirst on turn uh, seven or, or above. Um, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, true. Just starting on turn seven, you get two two plus the divine shields worth about what, like a little more than two stats at that point. Uh, so you get like six and a half more stats for nothing, for nothing. What's it like? The candle razor is going to get you maybe like six and a half more stats, right? Maybe a little bit more, but it's all conditional on setup and whatever. And it's four mana and not three. Um, and you do have that awkwardness. It's not even like you can play it any time turn 7 and after. You can't hang a mana on that turn, yeah. and you can't play any other finale cards. Um, so, it's just... Like, c- compared to the neutral cards that we're used to seeing, right? Especially from the last uh, expansion that came out. Like, we don't even have to touch Vizier. Even the, the Silver Moon Armorer, 
where we're looking at it and we're like, this isn't as good. Or like, it's at most like about as good. Like, it's just not not a problematic card. I don't think it's as good. I think it's going to come out below it significantly. Um, so, okay. So the other finale card, is the <laughs> one I think even more people want to talk about because it just looks so ridiculous, is Concert Promo Drake. Concert Promo Drake is a 8-mana, eight 8-8 eight, eight dragon. It is also tradable. I don't know why it's tradable. I don't know why it's tradable. Why would you make this thing tradable? Why make it tradable? It's so dumb. It's so By dumb. By the way, tradable cards are really good with Really finale. good now. Yes. <laughs> because that's your one mana thing that you can do to fill in finale. Right. Like when I was talking about, oh, now you have a mistake in your hand. Or like um, Elven Archer, you know, if we have Elven Archers in the meta, uh, in your hand and you can keep it. Uh, tradable it's perfect you don't even use up that slot for something that's super small right um you don't need the elven archer or mistake and and to kind of waste the card on something so small you can have this card um and you can just trade it away in the early turns like to to proc whatever you need but anyways sorry please go on yeah uh so so yeah so the tradable is just this unnecessary super good thing to put in this card and as we know tradable on high mana cards are really really good see amulet um for our for mage uh because they they suffer less from the oh my god i have to, this eight mana card that i can't play forever blocking my hand because i got it in my opening hand kind of deal so okay eight mana eight eight tradable still not good right eight mana eight eights are pretty much unplayable these days Finale. Destroy an enemy minion. You get to choose. It's not random. Now, that is a very playable card to uh, to assassinate something and get an 8-8. That, that's, a, that's a very playable card. Now, we have some people who uh, freak out about this card and are like, oh my god, the world is ending. And uh, I'm here to tell you that this card is not that good. Uh, sorry, asterisk. This card is not that game-breaking. This card is very good. Yeah, all right. I, that I agree with you. It, it, it will not break the game because the game is already. It will keep the game in its current state. Now, yes. if you are of the mindset that the game is extraordinarily broken already, yeah, okay, all right, fine. The game will be what it continues to be. Now, he, here's the thing. Um, I do watch Mister uh, Nine Point Four. Um, he's probably the angriest he's ever been. Um, his there's no medication out there that can probably drop his blood pressure to an acceptable uh, does, degree does anymore. Does really not like this card? He just doesn't really love where the meta is right now. Um, he has um, also anger tweeted about this card and other cards, uh, specifically adding uh, Matt London quite a few times. Um, because, you know, this is his J Omega Low B, right? He, he has built a, quote, career out of uh, out of this. Uh, so he, he does care a lot. But... I, I, I agree with you. I was uh, initially worried about your statement. I was like, wait, w- what do you mean Like, you're not worried about this? But y- yes, if, if your point is this is just more of the same that we see, absolutely. Totally agree with you there. Like, the, this the is state... not as good as Scorpid. And this is not as problematic yeah, yeah, as Scorpid. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, okay, yeah. This I, is I, also not as fun as Scorpid. It's the, yeah, no, it, no, I agree with all of that. It's not as good as Scorpid. It's not as fun as Scorpid. It's not as unpredictable as Scorpid, yeah. right? Um, Scorpid also has this insidio- like insidious kind of like, they played Scorpid on three, but they got Rune, and it's coming for you. But you don't yeah. know, right? Like, But by the time the Rune comes, you don't think about the Scorpid anymore. The Drake, you're going to blame every single time because the, dr- mm-hmm. the Drake comes out, and it's like, oh, yeah, this thing is dead. Is and you're going to be like, oh, damn Drake. <laughs> But then when the rune comes out, you're like, ah, oh, damn rune or damn mage, right? Damn rune, damn mage, sometimes damn scorpid. But the scorpid is there already dead from like five turns ago, snickering from beyond the grave. It's like, ha I got away with this. The drake will never get away with it. You're always going to blame the drake, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, but, I agree. But, like, it's just, okay. Uh, you know, assassinate is like four mana now. And, and it's not that great at four mana. Like, it's good. But it's fine. Assassinate's like not one of the top rogue cards or anything. Um, it's so fine. this one yeah. can't be played until eight. And so think of it like think of Assassinate maybe should be these days like three point five mana to be like a good card, uh, like you know like a great card let's say. Yeah. And 
that means for an extra four and a half mana on turn eight or above, you get an eight eight off curve because there's no curve at that point. Is it good? Yeah, it is. Is it like game breaking that instead of getting what's four and a half mana, what should four and a half mana get you? Like an off curve situation. Well, okay, so six, here's like a six seven, and instead you get an eight eight. So here is, yeah, here's one way to think about it. On turn eight, it is, okay, so you have to use it on turn eight, right? On turn nine, it really sucks. On turn yes. 10, yeah, yeah, on turn nine, it re well, it, sorry, uh, you could have something, either you're a, a demon hunter, um, or you have like a, a tradable card or a one mana card or something to but make it But it's like it awkward, right? It's, it's awkward, it's, it's awkward. unpredictable. Um, you and you it. never, almost never, unless you're like pushing lethal, you don't have other cards, almost never want to play it as just an 8 mana 8-8. Eight, eight. You just don't, mm -hmm. don't want to do that. Um, and on turn 10, uh, I don't think Stoneborn General is like, you know, like, kind of breaking the meta here for anybody, yeah. right? Like, Stoneborn yeah. General is not breaking the meta for anyone. And this is like, is this better than Stoneborn General? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's worse, right? Sometimes it's, it's usually worse. worse. I think, it, yeah, I think it actually is usually worse turn 10 than uh, Stoneborn General. So, yeah, this is this is why. Turn 8 is also worse than Stoneborn General. It's just kind of worse than Stoneborn General. Uh, but it's making up for the fact that it's worse than Stoneborn General and that Stoneborn General is not tradable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where the tradable... But no, no, I, I agree. Because if there's no tradable here, then this is not, like, anywhere... Like, this is not as good as Stoneborn General. Uh, I don't know about that. But, yes, with the tradable, it is really dumb. Um, on turn 8, it could be really, really dumb, Right. Um, but it's interesting. It also ha gives you this window where, like, oh, going into turn eight, it's like I don't want to play one yes. giant thing. On turn nine, oh, I want to play my giant thing now. Now here's the thing: <laughs> you have to hope that they don't have a one minute card in their hand, and you're like gonna be like a fifty percent chance that they do. No, it's it, yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be a hundred percent when when you make the correct read, and you're just like they only have two other cards in hand. What are the chances? It's a one yeah, mana. What card? are the chances that they've been holding a one mana card this whole time? What are the chances? Like, it, it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have it. Come on. Like, they're, they're going to have it. Um, but, however, uh, it, like, I, I, I do agree. And I have seen a little bit, uh, like, people are just like, this card in conjunction with the other cards are going to change the... Nothing changes about the arena. If yeah. you think that the current state of the arena in which the power swings, the power level or, or whatever the amount of discovers sort of period is acceptable great it will be more acceptable like of the same acceptable level um if you think the arena is broken right now you're constantly raging tweeting at the devs who are probably just laughing at you at the office um well it's going to be more of the same right paparazzi the drake um you know like everything put together there's not like epic cairn right there's that like six mana five five that like spawns a random five like these things are going to tilt the shit out of you they're, they're going to tilt you into oblivion with the discover with the rng with sort of like like you know the fact that oh it's perfectly on curve right or oh it's perfect man you know all these things that you used to complain about that's more applicable now it's like oh was that a good top deck right on turn four right on turn eight yes it's going to severely piss you off now um that should be more of the same you guys know what comebacks are possible in this meta uh you guys know sort of like what mages can do with the six cards that they played that were not even in their deck, but they were able to repeat with the two parrots that were in their deck. Mm -hmm. um, that that's that's this meta, right? Uh, and if you let them, for lack of better terms, uh, do these things and get there, which is what we talked about. Why part of the reason why Hunter is so strong right now? Because um, it's a stronger way for you to stop them from just playing all of their discovers and cards. If you let them get there, they will get there. Um, and these cards are, are really more of the same. Yep. I'm just glad that one of these cards is like a late-game tempo-y card. We don't have enough late-game tempo cards to do stuff. It's all like Discover and like, you know, spells and like whatever. This one's at least a, 
a solid, like, you know, we talk about Stoneboard General, right? Like, Mercer Stone Stoneboard General. This is, like, a better Stoneboard General. It is a better and Stoneboard General, yeah. In the, in the, like, standard meta, like, that's, that's a fine thing to have. There's, there's nothing wrong with having that in the, in the standard meta. Um, in a wild meta, that is terrible and, you know, will cause ridiculous swings and everything you've done before that doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, hey, it's a, it's a new card, right? Like, they're all going to be standard meta design. Uh, this one's not, not anything to, to write home about specifically. Like, this is why, like, I, I feel like these card des- uh, designs for Arena are, like, generally restrained. Um... Uh, or like card designs overall for this new set um and to be fair the first set of the year is usually a bit muted in terms of power because they don't want to the the last set of the year is the one that's super powerful and you saw that like there's a reason why vizier is not in this set and it was in the prior set because we're we're stepping down again right you had vizier in the prior set this set you have you have like I don't know, what was that card called again? Hippie? Hipster? Uh, yeah, Hipster, I think. Yeah. Hipster. Um, you're, you're stepping down for the most part. The one that breaks the rule, the one that breaks all of that is uh, Paparazzi. And yeah, yeah. I think that one breaks it because Paparazzi is so different for Constructed and for Arena. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Like... Yeah, Scorpid is very different for Constructed and Arena. But even Scorpid is closer. Like, that delta between uh, what how you would think it would do in Constructed versus how you would think it would do in Arena. Even that is more constrained than Paparazzi. Paparazzi is doing one of those things that you don't want to do in Arena in terms of power levels. And also doing one of those things that you don't want to do in Arena in terms of design for neutral cards. So, that's why I believe that it's it's going to get nerfed down or, or totally removed okay but we'll see that's your call uh i <clears throat> i don't think so um i, I mean uh, okay so once again i would be happy if it did i think that would be better for the game right um i just don't think it will be and we'll, we'll see who's right or, uh, or or sorry i definitely don't think it will be in like the first month or so right, that's my right. call that's my call yeah if it extends past the first month whatever but um i'm, I'm going to say nothing will happen to it uh, in any significant fashion. I'm not saying like, oh, they do an adjustment. Um, they do an adjustment like two, three weeks in that captures like all like all discovers, right? Um, or something like that. I'm saying something that is a little bit more paparazzi specific. Yep. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen um, in the first month. Okay. Um... And speaking of the first month, this set, we anticipate it's going to come out April 11th. They haven't given a release date yet. Um, and everything's been like a little delayed. You guys know the mini set was pretty delayed compared to how they usually reveal it. So it could be the 18th of April. Like maybe they're just like really running behind and they're like not, they don't have their like stuff together. And so it's just going to be delayed, but it should be coming out on the 11th. That's when we anticipate this set to come out. Um, which, uh, which timing with my personal life, the baby's going to come soon after that. So I may not even have to worry about this meta for a bit. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, or like the, the good version of this meta, the version of this meta without, um, without paparazzi or with a very nerfed down offering rate paparazzi. Cause you really can't play the game with paparazzi. No, you can't. I agree. Common neutral card. I agree. Now here's the thing. It's going to be fun for a lot of people. Like now, now, I don't think it's going to be a lot of people who listen to this podcast. You know, the the, the dozen or so people who listen to this podcast. Uh, but I think it will be fun for a, a good amount of people. So that's why I understand, um, like a card like Paparazzi, and that's why I don't think it'll actually be nerfed. I think it'll be so fun for a large amount of people, um, and, and that's where I'm coming from. Uh, but, but like, like it's gonna have a win rate that's going to be better than Ysera. Mm, well, Ysera's a trash card, right? Well, for good players, but we're talking about the oh. regular player. We're talking about stats that, like, you know, Matt London and team will be looking at. 
you're just going to have this neutral common card that everyone has, you know, two of in their deck, and it makes, it's neutral, it makes all the games the same. It comes out starting on turn three, which means that it comes out whenever the legendary that gets picked has that, you know, that mana cost. And, uh, and it's going to determine, uh, not, not flat out determine, the meta's a little more crazy um, than one card can determine the whole game. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's, that's why I said Yasera, right? Like, it's not Deathborn. <laughs> it, but it's a it's a neutral card uh so i don't know i think i think they're out there nerfing legendary card win rates right like they have historically nerfed the win rates of legendary cards even that are performing too well well here you have a common neutral boosted card that is effectively a legendary card and like a grab bag of the best legendary cards more often than not. Like, how do you not nerf that? I, look, I, I understand. This is, I, I, I think that logically it should be nerfed. This is me making a prediction, right? Mm -hmm. I, I it's don't think. It's just the transitive property, you know? Like, if you're out there nerfing all the neutral uh, top performing legendary cards, how are you going to nerf the common card that backdoors you into these at a way higher rate? Because you have to... what the original legendary card should have been. Because you have to balance out the fun factor. But, like, drafting the legendary cards is, is, is fun, too. Like, well, yeah. what, what I'm basically... What, what I'm saying is the offering rate is not... It's not like this comparable thing where they're like, oh, you know, you have a Ysera. Do you, you know, now maybe you have twice the amount of Yseras. No. If you had the Ysera and you thought that was too many Yseras and you had to reduce Ysera's offering rate to be like half or a quarter of the old Ysera's offering rate, now this offering rate would be a Ysera offering rate times three or four. Like, that's how often you're going to be offered Ysera from this card. Um, like... Not specifically Ysera, but Ysera plus the, like, five other ones that they banned that are neutral. Uh, not banned, that they lower the offering rates of that are neutral, right? Um, like, of the problematic neutral legendary cards, you will be offered them at a rate that is three or four times what the old rate was that they thought was unacceptable and had to nerf down. Uh, this is just, like, the math just doesn't work with this card. Without it also being nerfed down buy like a factor of four or eight by a factor of four make it legendary uh um, see you're tossing out all these numbers and i'm just like oh sorry by a factor of four make it epic by a factor of eight would make it legendary i just think um, a lot of people are gonna have a lot of fun with this yeah yeah That's and they'll, they'll, maybe they'll let it run for like two weeks but after that they're gonna control it because the people who are having fun they again these are brawl people right these are people who are gonna play the arena like they'll have fun with it for the first like three runs that they do which may take them like a week or maybe two to get through they're not gonna have fun after that it's the same brawl they're not changing to a different brawl it's the same exact brawl like this is the problem with arena events that go on for too long right like when you turn it into a tavern brawl it's fine for a week Maybe you can stretch to two weeks, but by the third week, the vast majority of people are unhappy. Even the Timmies that you think you're doing this event for. Like, they're over it. They're Timmies. They have these, like, you know, like, hey, what's the next new big thing? Not the same big thing repeating. That's not, that's not a Timmy thing. Like, Timmies don't want to build the same big thing and repeat it, like, 18 bajillion times in a row over the course of a month. I, I think that because of how little they play and it'll take a while it'll take a long time for them to get tired of it this is why this is why i said i don't think that it will happen in the first month i think it'll take at least a month because i agree eventually it will get kind of tiresome but not in the first month yeah and uh for people who are wondering what this card like this card is not actually like uh, the, 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 okay this card is not as good as scorpion paparazzi like it in in terms of what we're gonna that. rate it yeah like I agree with it that. may end up being an a just like scorpid's a because a has a pretty like large range but it's gonna come out with a number that's lower than scorpid and we won't tell you what the numbers are but i'm just telling you right now that's definitely how this is gonna work out um 
And uh, so the problem is, and we think that that's too powerful for, for, uh, for the game or whatever, but the real problem is that it is going to make everything extremely the same. Spells are class specific. Legendary minions, most of the ridiculous ones are not class specific. Most of the ridiculous ones are neutral. Like, your class probably has two ridiculous legendaries. And there is a pool of, like, six to eight ridiculous legendaries on the neutral side. Alrighty. Um, yeah. I think we talked right. enough about this. Yep. Giving you guys the warning. Um, so, that's it for, for Hearthstone and Festival of Legends. We'll, we'll keep talking about stuff as more stuff is revealed. And then we'll do a, a card reveal um, whenever, like, the weekend is before they, they launch it. All, all the same stuff. Uh, but we do want to say a little something about Diablo 4. Okay. Before no, not too much, because I do have not to end this much. pretty soon, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Diablo 4 beta is out. The early access is out. Next weekend is the regular like open beta, I think. And this was a freaking meaty beta. It was very like, meaty. I thought it was going to be three hours. I didn't plan that much extra time in my weekend. It took me 10 hours so far, and I am not done with the full quest. I have completed... You can look at your Renown, by the way, to see how much uh, stuff you've uh, you've completed out of the available completionist amount of stuff. It's not even true completionist. It's just the important enough stuff that they'll award you Renown for. And I have completed half of the stuff. I'm almost done with the main quest line, but I'm not even done with that yet. So it'll probably take me, like in this beta, a good 20 hours before I'm satisfied. And uh, I'll, I'll be playing next weekend, too. Uh, I'm going to finish the, the... This is Sunday. I'm going to finish the main quest line tonight and call it a night. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but I'll be playing all next weekend for this as well. So if you haven't checked it out yet, this is like a quarter of the entire game. Uh, four acts. Yeah, and this remember, the entirety of act one. next weekend is open to all. So... This weekend, you had to, like, get in either by pre-ordering the game or by eating, like, a double down from KFC. <laughs> okay, I also need to make a comment about that. I hope you guys didn't get the double down from KFC. And and if... if Okay, the double down is one of those things that was, like... If you consider it tasty, that was tasty back in, like, 2010, okay? Or whenever it came out. I have no idea where it came out. Now that we have Popeye's chicken sandwiches, yeah, it is a relic of like the double down is a relic of the past. Okay, now we are in a meta. The, the chicken meta is Popeye's. The chicken meta has changed forever after Popeye's. Yes, so like it's not even cheap. We'll call it like mid range chicken sandwich meta or like any kind of well uh, for fast food. It's it's mid range, right? It's it's yeah. fast food. Because uh, it's like that thing is like meta. six dollars. Like, it's not cheap. Like, just the sandwich, no meal. Over here, it's still five bucks. Really? Yeah, over here, it's still oh, five bucks. wow. Yeah. How is ours more expensive than yours? I have no in idea. Charlotte, you're in D.C. Maybe they know you guys got no other food options. <laughs> okay, we're in the South here. We got plenty of fried chicken options, all right? Yeah, it, we, we actually... Cheaper fried chicken options. No, 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 but you don't have, like... Uh, it, 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 here's the thing, like... Sorry, um, the density of food options is not as like plentiful. Yeah, but the so density you don't have of as much fried choice. chicken options, I think, is is as dense, if not more dense, than DC. There are so many fried chicken places here. There's a lot of fried chicken places here as well. But anyways, um, yeah, that that is surprising. I will say that that's surprising. Uh, but yes, for Diablo Four, it is a very meaty, haha, <laughs> meaty. Um, meaty beta of which I think both of us enjoyed right the visuals oh it was super good the visuals and are it, great like you owe it to yourself to play the beta just to see if you'll get the game unless you're like I'm gonna get the game anyway I don't need to see anything or know anything like fine right like keep yourself pure but if you're at all debating getting the game like get it and you don't even have to get the game right you could just literally just play through act one like that's pretty satisfying like if there was no game like, if I couldn't buy Diablo 4, and I could just play the beta, I'm pretty satisfied, honestly. It's a good experience. Like, I don't, know. I, I, I don't think... I don't, if you play through it, I don't think anybody is like, man, I seriously regret that time. Like, yeah, it's a no. good time. It's a good time. You're going to have fun playing the, uh, the beta. Um, 
I'm always a person who is not super into the beta, so I, I played the beta. I did just enough to get to level 20, do some of the side quests, understand the mechanics, and then I completed yeah. the main story, which for me is just, you know, it's, it's just like a few hours, right? Uh, you are the, the beta completionist here. I'm just a completionist, period. I don't care what it is. So if it happens to be the beta, uh, I'm going to try to complete what I can there. I will say that I, I, I find it, I'm having a really hard time finding the statues. I don't know if my like eyesight is going or if the statues are just really well hidden. But there's like 30 of them in the world apparently. And I found three. I've been to all the zones. I'm like 50% completionist already. So I've been doing a lot of side quests and like a lot of whatever stuff. I have not been finding these freaking like statues of Lilith. Um, anyway, just but, my little rant. Anyways, check out the Diablo 4 beta next weekend if you don't have it this weekend. Um, definitely worth it. Now, he, here's the thing. I will make no proclamations about whether or not you will enjoy the final game. Because as with any Diablo game, it's kind of all about the end game, right? Like, if you keep well, okay, playing it. separate it out. You have no idea if they'll enjoy the end game of Diablo 4. Yes. But the 40-hour campaign... I think you'll know after you play the beta. Oh yeah, after you play the beta, you know, do, do you find it enjoyable like to keep using these skills, right? The story is good. Like, it, yes. you know, it's not revolutionary, all right? By, by Diablo standards, the okay, story by, is sorry, like by Diablo stand better than the other Diablo stories. By uh, this is like Oscar award winning <laughs> it, yes. by Diablo standards. But Diablo standards is sort of like <laughs> like it, it's, it, it, it's, it's very very like it, it, if somebody made a sequel to dude where's my car and they're like dude this script is really good and you're like wow we just compare it to the first one <laughs> like is, is mean, dude where's my car had a much better script than diablo <sighs> three or two uh, or one the characters are a little bit more complex definitely um so yeah like it's it's all a matter of comparison but yeah yeah I, uh, I I agree with this. I agree with this. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely like check it out if you're into ARPGs potentially at all. Um, it's been... It, it has exceeded my uh, pretty high, I think, expectations. Easily. Uh, in terms of, yeah. Easily uh, exceeded my expectations. Um, the thing that I can really... Uh, I'm, I'm really, really impressed by in the beta... Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that, like, the other acts will look even better. Visually, atmospherically, um, it's the great. Sound. The sound, the feel of certain mm. skills, how things, like, pop, right? Uh, in, in which, okay, so here's the thing. Um, skills, okay, everybody loves D2 and everything, and D2 is, like, the standard. Skills really didn't feel like they popped in there. People just liked the skills yes. there. Now, skills popped a lot in diablo 3 the problem is everything exploded right yes. it's 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 literally just a, a, a like you're setting off nukes everywhere people didn't like that um but it felt pretty good uh and then they sort of like fixed that in diablo immortal diablo immortal mm -hmm. you're diablo still immortal feels the best out of any diablo series until diablo 4 right um in which it's like okay it's not just it's not a hundred nukes going off. It's like twenty nukes going off, right? Um, but y y you know the impact that you feel it. So I like that. Try out mm -hmm. Diablo Four. That's all I'll say about uh, about it for now. Um, I'm very happy with it. I think I think this does exactly what a beta should do in that it gets people excited and it's a great showcase, fantastic showcase. I could not imagine a better beta. Now, if yes. the game comes out and it's trash. I think that this lessens the chance of that, but yeah, sure, that's still possible. <laughs> I mean, it's this has possible. nothing to do with whether the game is, because you define the game as being good or bad based on the end game. Yes. This has nothing to do with the end game. This, yes. like, if you were judging by not the end game, for example, Diablo Immortal is like a 9 out of 10 game. And you've been <laughs> like, saying that the entire time, yeah, sure. And, and if especially because it's free. It, yeah, especially because it's absolutely free and pay money doesn't really get you anything. Um, but if you're judging it by the end game, no one's going to say it's a 9 out of 10 game. Like, it's not. Like, it could be, like, a good game or an okay game or whatever, right? But it's not a 9 out of 10 game. Diablo 4, uh, the before endgame part, is looking, like... Don't take this the wrong way, but it is really a merger of Diablo 2 and Diablo Immortal. 
with no pay to win from the Diablo Immortal side, but it's got that like vaguely MMO feel, but done way better. Like it's like they took all the concepts that Diablo Immortal was trying to do, but either like just didn't do as good of a job on, and Diablo Immortal did a fine job of it. But you know, it wasn't like executed to this degree of polish and. I think the goals were different, right? And it was a mobile platform. And here they just took off all the guardrails and like the seamless questing and side questing and running into other people, but not too many other people. And they phase in and phase out in this game. It is done so well. It like, I, I cannot emphasize how hard of a job it is to make a game where you do see other people, but they do not interfere with what you're doing by yourself. And yet, they add stuff to your gameplay without detracting from your gameplay and without having to ever talk to them. Like, that balance, at least in Act 1 in the beta, has been struck so nicely that you would just get into these, like, particular, like, zones where there's, like, a event quest that, you know, two or three people will, like, be thrown into and you can engage in it and you can dynamically not engage in it at any time it's not like you're like do you want to engage in this quest yes or no it's like just step into this area and you're in this quest oh you're out of the area you're not in there anymore no lag no anything just very seamless and then you're back into your own like adventuring thing where you'll see like one person every like five minutes running or you know away from you doing something else or something it's it's they got the atmosphere so good all right and it could have gone so wrong um, I will be playing on stream on Friday night, uh, the the next weekend, uh, for the Diablo 4 uh, beta. I'll be playing Druid, because I can't play Druid right now. The characters are, there's only three characters out right now. Druid and Necromancer aren't available until next weekend. So I'll be doing a main quest only playthrough, otherwise I'll never get through it, uh, for uh, for Friday night. If you want to hang out and uh, you know, check out the game, um, or you can just go to Twitch right now and watch anybody playing the game. It, uh, I mean, it looks great. It feels great. That's it. All right. We'll be back next week to talk more about Festival of Legends uh, and uh, kind of the, the future of this uh, next patch on Hearthstone and maybe some more about Diablo 4 too. We'll see. Until then, this is Abukta. This is Merp. See you guys.